name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I like to be transparent. I like to, you know, lay things out, things that are, you know, going well, not going well. I'm going to share something uh, with you right now that's, yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a thing that happened and I'm not too happy about it. I think I have a fix. So I will tell you that. By the way, uh, COVID came and went pretty, pretty mellow. Got to tell you, I'm real thankful for that. Nine, day, morning of day nine, I was negative. I've uh, been running again, taking it easy, you know, getting back in. Um, more on that in, a, in a, well, I'll tell you right now. So remember the um, ultra run that uh, if you're just joining me, you won't. But if you do, uh, I was signed up for one. Then they had to move the date and it was too close to the race that I direct. So I had to bail off. Well, Skip Brand, who's a buddy of mine, he owns the Healdsburg Running Company, and uh, he's been real supportive of my race, and he runs it the day before with me um, every year. So it's become a tradition. He and I go out the day before, and we check the marking. It's it's cool. It's just a just a fun, hard day, but fun day. Okay, so anyways, I was checking in with him and saying, hey, were you good for this year? He says, absolutely. And he goes, hey, you want to run the, the Lake Sonoma 55K? And I was like, no, yes, I do. So now I'm doing that. That's October. So that'll be, if I, if that happens, which, you know, I'm intending it to, that'd be the uh, next ultra. So uh, I've got my race the day before I'll run it myself. That'll be one. And then like, so I'm a 55K. It's the extra 5K that's keeping me up at night. The 50K is, you know, sort of what it is. But anyway, they, they went 55 because they have to always best me, apparently. Anyhow, back to, um, you know, I don't want to call it a struggle, but it's definitely, it's a red flag. Can we just, it's a red flag. I was in my studio, which I am right now. And and by studio, that's a loose interpretation of where I sit right now. It's a basement, a partitioned area of the basement. I don't want to, look, I can be fancy. I could, I, 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 here's what I do because of the work I do. I try to keep myself a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit uneasy, a little unsettled. Because it's, you know, kind of that keeps me hungry. I could broadcast these podcasts from a bathtub of money. I could. I could I could do these podcasts from a bathtub of money. I don't because I feel like I, the content would be, it would suffer. The content would suffer. So I'm in my little whatever it is, uh, st- studio. I'll call it a studio because it sounds pretty good. I'm in my studio and I'm doing, I was with a client doing a Zoom thing, which I do, a little small step reaction. And I come out and it's a bigger basement garage. My wife's studio is down there, down here also in a different area. And I heard a little bit of rumbling or rustling or something. I thought it was her, Lisa, thought it was her. So I spoke out to her thinking it was her. And I didn't say, Lisa, is that you? Here's what I said. And I'm going to, this is hard for me to communicate in a public forum, but I'm going to do it. And I'm, I'm going to, I don't, you know, I don't call, I don't call myself brave. Other people would, would use that probably to describe what I'm about to tell you, that I'm brave for telling you this. I wouldn't say that about myself, but I think you probably would. I walked out the studio and I went, mommy, um, here's the, I got, it's like a lot of things going on, um, in that one word. It's, and then what a loaded word that is. I go, mommy, I said, mommy, holy crap. Now here's what's happening. I'm a small stepper. You guys know that. I have a very specific approach to health and happiness. I have a workaround. I went upstairs and I talked to my, sat my twins down. They're 13, almost 14. I said, listen, guys, listen. 
if you start hearing me refer to your mother as mommy, here's what I need you to do. I, I issued a directive to them and their directive is this. If they hear that, they should murder me. And I mean, not like actually, you know what I mean? Like guys take me out cause it's done. At that point it's done. If I start calling your mom, mommy, not just mother, that's bad enough. That's horrible. But mommy's a whole nother level. They don't even call her. They don't even call her mommy. That's how weird that thing was. I heard it come out of my mouth and I went, oh, good God. Remember last episode where I was like talking, or maybe it was the last episode, I don't remember, whatever, where I was talking about waiting from the editor to hear about notes about the book. The next day, the following day after the last episode, the next day got the email. Now, it had been a few weeks and I knew. I was like, oh no. I was I told you I was biting my nails. The longer it took, I thought, oh shit. And um I would I will say this, there's not not notes. You know what I mean? Like it's I'll put it this way. I had to small step my ass off to not freak out. So I just said, okay. My step is, and this is not a joke, you guys, this is not a joke. And you might think it's weird, but all of a sudden it kind of worked. But I said, open the file once a day. I had to go back to that. I've already written the book, by the way. And I knew it was the first draft. I knew I was going to have to edit and change things. It's just that there's a good amount of work that still needs to be done based on her feedback. And her feedback was really, really good. I don't agree with it all. But I agree. I'm not sure about her sense of humor. She missed a couple of my jokes. And I mean, uh, you guys know, my jokes are objectively funny. I mean, nobody thinks they're not funny. Nobody thinks they're not funny. Nobody. So she just missed that uh, on a couple. One I agree with. But with the other one, I was like, no, no, that, that was, I'm keeping that. You can't tell me what to do, is what I said. I didn't say that. So I've got some notes. And I had, was open the file. Open the file. Open the file. I did open the file. Now, a couple weeks later, guess what? I'm working on it pretty well. Not, you know, totally there, but, you know, putting in some time on it. But boy, I had to sort of get over the like gargantuan thing hanging over me. Remember the last episode, the weight, the weight on the shoulders. I had to sort of remove that picture, opening it up, looking at her notes, glancing, not writing. And here's what happened. And this is weird about people i hope otherwise it's just weird about me and i did refer to my wife as mommy so clearly that's a possibility i was sitting in a chair about to do the step of opening the file and i'm not kidding i'm telling you again opening the file that's it i double click on the file that is the step that i started off with that's by the way the same step i started off writing the entire book in the beginning so here i am full circle back to this Open the file, just because I know I've been, this ain't my first rodeo. I know how the, the things we do, if we think about the big thing, we don't do anything and whatever. So I sit down and go, open it. I'm going to open the file. I'm going to open the file. And what happened instead was then I was on YouTube and I went, oh, okay, open the file. And then I was on the news and then I was open the file. And I watched this play out. I was telling a couple of my clients this. I was watching it play out in real time and it... It was very weird to exist in a place of conflict and just seeing, like, it was almost like the, the, there was the me being on YouTube and then there was the me thinking about opening the file. Then there was the me watching the whole, you know, freaking battle in the Coliseum, like just the whole gladiator thing happening as I was just sitting there and it went back and forth. And I was like in my head going, I just need to open the file. 
watching going on YouTube. I just need to open the file. I mean, it was it, no 30 seconds. Now, here's the thing about, about a couple things. I started to kind of giggle at it. And I think that I gloss over how important it is to have a sense of humor. And I did translate this to my clients. I was like, we need to have a little bit of a sense of humor about this. There's a lot at stake in our lives. There's a, well, I'll put it this way. There's a lot of easy distraction. It's, we need to give ourselves a little bit of a break about how hard it is to take on something above and beyond the normal just shit show that we have to deal with day to day. The fact that I have that much access to YouTube and that much access to the news just at literally at the touch of it. It's not like I have to walk anywhere and get a paper or go to the video store anymore and rent a movie. Like it's all there. And so it's a it's a grind in a in a great way. I'm not saying that. It's a grind. But it's a grind. And I think we should appreciate that a little bit and sort of take it easy on ourselves. And again, that's why my first step was open the file. Upon further reflection, I realized that what was keeping me from opening the damn file, and if you were thinking, it's like, why can't you open the file? Well, here's why. Because I think it was, I thought opening the file is my is my step, but there was some little part of me, and I realized it later, that was like, you shouldn't just open the file. You should really work on it. Like you should, you you have a lot to do. So sort of like consciously, my 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 conscious choice was is just opening the file but there was part of me down below that was like oh that's not enough that you've got to you've got to work on it and it was just that little bit of pressure that kept me from actually opening that thing and so there was the back and forth finally i happened to win this particular round sometimes i don't but this one i won which is that i was like I had a little giggle and i was like open the damn file you know like open the damn file and I did. And then I moved on. And it was like, okay, that was what that was. It's just been very interesting for me as somebody who is working in the field of getting people to do things for themselves that make themselves feel better and that produce you know, productivity and they're creating things and they're making things and things that are hanging over them. They're, they're getting on those things because they're putting them in play in a way that works for them. And that's what I do. And it's very cool. And, I, and that's the struggle of me. And I've been doing it a very, very long time. And it's, and I, and I can get pissed about the fact that it's a struggle or I can just say, this is that struggle. This is what that is. And I'm writing a book and I'm now a week and a half or two weeks later, built that step into a place where I'm, I'm writing it. And so the, the superhero of the picture is the prefrontal. I've talked about the prefrontal cortex. That's the sort of executive thinking of the brain. And the lizard brain is the sort of not actually lizard or reptilian, but it's that sort of uh, emotional reactive. And that was the thing that was fear, fear-based thing that was keeping me from opening. It was the, the pressure and the, the should, I should. And that was the thing. So it was that battle. And I, so I came up with the, the superhero name, which is not catchy. I got to figure it out. Anyway, I call him prefrontal cortex guy. And he was like, you know, hey, jackass. He, my guy's a little judgy. I will tell you that. Like my guy's judgy. He he doesn't. He's not. He's not like. Can we all? Pull? He's like dickhead. You know, like he'll say that sometimes. Um, he was like, trust the process. That's the ultimate voice that won that day, or that moment, anyways. Was trust the process. And I was like, okay, I've been through this before. I've seen that it works. I know that it works. I'm just going to open the file. And then I moved on and that allowed me to break through that one little thing and it was two minutes and it was kind of a giggle and that's fine. And then I was able to grow that. The reason I explain that to you guys is because that's why I have this podcast is because it's this kind of episode 170, by the way, a little bit of an even number. I'm always appreciating that. It's kind of a like, let's all 
simultaneously give ourselves a little bit of a break because we're up against crazy stuff. We have a lot of things flooding into our brains, uh, much more complicated than, you know, yesteryear. And two, we've got things that we want to do potentially. And if you don't have anything you want to do and you want to just sit on your couch, then this is not your podcast. But I, for most people, they want to, there's things sort of floating around in their brains. Like, I'd kind of like to do that. And it might be the, the pressure, <coughs> excuse me, the pressure or the should about it that keeps them from doing it. And uh, it's kind of an interesting process to watch the psychology. That's all. Okay. Um, Thanks, he's in show notes, these guys. Huh? The Patreoners still out there. Yeah, hanging tough. You guys feel like, you know, you know what I'd like to do is put three bucks a month on my credit card and not think about it ever again. Give it give it to Sid. Do that. Check the show notes for everything else that's happening uh, in my life. Not much. The show notes is just like, oh, yeah, yeah, good, good. Oh, you know what? I'm going to Atlanta, Georgia in August to speak at a thing there. Mm. So that's exciting. Assuming there's no hurricane. The last, the first speaking engagement I had post-COVID got canceled because of a hurricane. So, in theory, I'm going to Atlanta in August. The flight's booked. It's happening. And uh, I hope that there's no hurricanes just because of me. Otherwise, hurricane up. I don't have really, I don't have a, I don't have skin in the game. Uh, I just want to go. Um, okay, good. So, I'm going to finish up with a quote. It's not just a quote. I'm not going to read a quote and then I'm not, it's David Bowie. And I'm not a huge fan of, I like David Bowie a lot. And I think he died. No, he died. Uh, I like him. And I wouldn't say that I'm a super fan of David Bowie, but I definitely am a fan, but it's interesting. The through line between multiple areas or virtually every area, not just art. In other words, um, creativity has become a major player in my work. However, um, working with clients and sort of like nudging them to say, why don't you take on something creative? You know, whether it be a little short story or a poem or um, writing a song, because what happens when you kind of pop that idea in their head, there's like, oh, but that I don't, oh, I don't, but that's not, I not good at that. And all this like stuff comes up because creativity is sort of the thing we put on the back burner. Most of us, because sort of like, I don't have to, that's like the stupid thing. And I'm like, no, that's the least stupid thing of the thing that you do using your brain in that way is the coolest thing ever because it, it translates into virtually every other part of your life. Um, but, but when you sort of float that into their consciousness and go say, what do you think about doing a creative thing? Then you can hear the language and they do too. Obviously that's the best part about it is they hear the language, the resistance of it, the, the feeling of, oh, I'm not good enough. Okay. Well, but then we could have a conversation about, well, why does that matter? Like good enough according to who, and also who cares, right? Like I have clients where they'll do something and I'll go like purposefully destroy it when you're done, you know, like try to liberate yourself from those things that were trappings late earlier on. And now you're kind of playing this idea as a, as an adult and you're saying, I'm going to create something and it could suck. And again, back to the sense of humor, like that's hilarious. And then it's gone at, except that sometimes you actually stumble upon something cool when you're actually doing it. Okay. With that said, here's the, um, the, uh, uh, quote, if you feel safe in the area you're working in, you're not working in the right area. Always go a little further into the water than you feel you're capable of being in. Go a little bit out of your depth. And when you don't feel that your feet are quite touching the bottom, you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. I thought it was a great quote because he basically is not even saying about already saying if, if you feel safe 
if you feel safe in the area you're working in. Now, I'm not opposed to having some a little bit of security in a in this crazy world. I mean, this quote was from years and years and years ago, pre-social media, for instance. To have a little bit of security, to feel a little bit of safety. However, at the same time, I've talked about this a lot, inviting some discomfort in other areas. So let's say you have a, a good foundation of a job that's sort of doing your thing. The fear is that you get too comfortable in that comfort. You go like, well, I don't want to rock the boat of my life like this is i've got it all secure and set and i think that's a potentially a dangerous place to be in in terms of your own health and happiness because it's, it's like that kind of find that security but also invite discomfort at the same time what's been coming up of late with my client work is 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 you know sort of post intensive it's like i always tell them like you're basically you've been in med school You've gone to medical school, you did your internship, you did your residency. You've sort of, pretend, you're not pretending, I mean, you're, you've been a doctor except that you haven't quite been a doctor. You've been working under supervision. You've been sort of learning the last little bits, but you're not actually doing the thing on your own. And it's the on your own part that is the discomfort. It is it is that part. You can learn. This is what you cannot hack. You cannot hack experience. Like I work, you know, like I've worked with lawyers. I'm like, this is law school. And you've sort of learned the things of the knowledge of the law and how to do this and how to file this kind of thing and what these kinds of documents are. You've got all the bare bones kind of stuff going on. But what you cannot hack and what you cannot cram for is experience of actually doing it on your own. That's a whole nother world. And it's, you know, it's again, why diets can't work be, or don't work, but I think they can't work because you are learning the thing of doing the healthy eating, let's say, but you're not doing it on your own until you actually do it on your own. And that's, that's why most people quit because that's a whole nother experience that cannot be built into the initial learning of that information. You learn how to eat healthy or you learn how to do exercise or you learn how to do a certain type of exercise, let's say, but you, but you cannot be that person without the experience of being that person that you cannot learn that from anybody else except for yourself you have to actually do that thing and that's very uncomfortable that's that thing that i think bowie was touching upon was like go a little bit out of your depth that that is that f final step over the line of like okay i know this stuff but implementing it in my life to the point where I can transition to become a person who does this, who has experience doing this, who has seen things in an uncomfortable, from an uncomfortable place and, and failed at times in order, hopefully, to learn to do better and to constantly evolve. That's a, a thing you cannot hack. We're all about hacks these days. We're all about trying to cram things into our lives in ways that we don't have to do a ton of work and spend a ton of time. But there's certain things you cannot hack, and that's why I love the work that I do, by the way. And I love that that's that, because the happiness and health that you earn, you earn, and it should be earned. It's a sad thing, to the idea that you would even maybe want something like that handed to you without, without the work that it takes to get there, because the work is the thing that makes you, it's the thing that delivers the happiness. I mean, a place, you cannot hack the experience. A place of fear and, and insecurity comes from this, like inviting that kind of place, comes from developing a state of mind over time, again, you can't quote it, can't hack it, sorry, that is about pushing into the unfamiliar. The, a, a place of insecurity that Bowie's talking about, go a little bit, and when you don't feel that your feet are quite touching the bottom, you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. That has to continue because what happens is you push into the unfamiliar, but here's the trick. 
if there and it's it's easy to say and not easy to do once the unfamiliar becomes familiar it's about pushing ahead even more and continuing that throughout your life but because of stress and all those kinds of things that happen in the modern world and we go like oh my god it's exhausting yeah it's a little bit exhausting but it's the best part being a little bit tired being a little bit fearful being a little bit insecure being a little bit ungrounded not a ton so much that you go like this is i can't handle it but a little bit this sort of underlying reality in your life that you're not quite secure that's the stuff that keeps us alive that's the stuff that keeps us paying attention that's the stuff that keeps us appreciative of the things that we have and the things that we've earned and we push we push we push we push into unfamiliar territory and then when that territory becomes familiar we freaking push again you down and I washed you down and I set aside a silent cry Sprinkle the rain in the faint darkness ahead. Faint darkness ahead. Sunlight 
drop my hand And I dropped everything Kept circling around you Kept kneeling beside you All I remember is you Oh, that wall Then I sprinkled the rain I can't chase from my Sound, the sound, the sunlight 